our greatest need, uh, of course, the Holy Spirit, but through leadership. What is the real commodity is leadership, good leadership. We have leaders. Leaders are all around the world, but the difference is good leadership and bad leadership. And we are saying that uh, uh, this lack of good leadership can be an opportunity for us. We can fill the vacuum as Christians, as uh, leaders of, uh, in God's church. So as, as Christians, we, we can play that role. We can seize the opportunity to lead uh, how? In different uh, forms, and God will help us. Then we were talking about the triangle. The triangle. We have it here, and we are, we are done with the foundation. What is the foundation? God. It is God. It is spirituality. And that is the difference between us and all our leaders this morning again. Uh, Klaus talked about the difference between the entrepreneur out, out there and us. We have God. When we have our extremity, that is God's opportunity. And that is the difference between us. We do uh, all our best. We do whatever we can to make things happen, but we are not limited to what we can. Because God can. God is able and that is our uh, age. Now, um, we talked about following God, right? Following God. God as a leader, and we follow him. For us to be a leader, we must follow God. We must be a good follower, follower of God, and of course, also in a team, a good leader is also a good follower. Uh, some people, they may think that they can always lead. If they are not the leader, they cannot function. Uh, that is not a sign of good leadership. A good leader is also a good follower. He knows how to lead, and he knows also how to follow, to work in a team. So, uh, God is our leader. The ultimate leader is God. When I was uh, elected as a division president, I enter into my office of the office of the president and I knelt down. He said, Lord, I am not the president of this division. You are the president of this division. Just leave this division and I will just follow you. And I believe that that should be it. God is the leader and we are following God. And we need to listen to his voice so that we can receive instruction from God. And through that instruction, we can be good leaders. Because God will tell us what to do. God will, will say, do this, don't do this, this is the way, don't take this way. That is the way for us to be excellent leaders. So, our relationship with God is so important. I'm just summarizing what we have uh, studied yesterday for the sake of maybe those who could not come yesterday. And also for us to refresh our, our understanding. 
So our relationship with God is so critical. And we have to cultivate that through what? Through prayer and through Bible study. And also through listening, listening to the voice of God through the, whole, the voice of the Holy Spirit. We need to be quiet to listen to the voice. It is so noisy. This world is a noisy world. And we need to find that quiet time to listen to the voice of God. And even uh, in the middle of noisy, we have to discipline ourselves to just to listen, to tune to God's voice and to listen to that voice. And we can do that through practice. Even if uh, we are in a very noisy street, we can still listen to the voice of God. But if you have not practiced that in a quiet time, you will not recognize the voice of God. So this is the key in my experience, and I believe it is also in your experience, that for us to be strong in the Lord, we must, must be spiritual. We must spend time on our knees. We must spend time studying the word of God. We must spend time listening to the voice of God. That is the key to leadership, Christian leadership, biblical leadership. It is the foundation here that is spirituality. So we, we need to invest time, invest ourselves in studying the Bible and prayer. It is not a waste of time. Sometimes we think that, oh, I'm spending a lot of time praying. I should have, should work now. Yes, we should work. We'll come to that. But praying is already working. Because when we pray, we ask God to intervene. And prayer is not a waste of time. I can tell you from experience that there are things, what I told you yesterday, things that I would have never done without God's intervention. So when God intervenes, God will do, God will show us the best way to do it. So prayer, spirituality is so important. Now let's go to the, uh, the other line. This is the triangle of leadership. Uh, it's love, unity, and others. Love. This is what I call leadership by love. In the past, there, is this, uh, there was this theory of um, management by objective. I don't know if, um, I know some of you studied business. Uh, it was very popular, but then little by little, we don't talk much about uh, management by objective, MBO, management by objective. Uh, and then through that, I said, okay, what about leadership by love? Leadership by love. I see that Jesus Christ, our leader, he led by love. And that's why we are still following him now. This is a leadership that lasts. It is leadership by love. If you love, love the followers, love the team, love the leaders above you, Leadership by love that lasts. Jesus Christ, he led by love. What did he came first? That is already great love. 
for him to leave heaven and to come here and live for live for 333 years and a half in this dark and sinful world that is already a great law sacrifice sacrifice and i put also this leadership by love slash sacrifice remember yesterday i talked about uh the selfishness is actually the destruction of good leadership once a leader becomes selfish or self-centered that means he is in his way to become a very bad leader because he's going to use his position just to benefit himself just for himself but good leadership is the opposite it is other centered not self centered but other centered and this is what jesus christ did not himself but for other he lived according to the spirit of prophecy so sacrifice love that is the triangle that is the line of the triangle we need to ask god to give us this this love because we cannot manufacture love can we we can't we can't you cannot create love we are somehow our default mode is selfishness we are selfish by by i don't want to use by nature god did not create us selfish but in ourselves we are selfish so we can't do this but we cannot be good leaders without having this love this love what we call the agape love you know that I have good news for us open your bibles that even though you don't we can't manufacture this we know where to find this love Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 can we read that aloud i'm not preaching we are studying together okay yes and hope make it not ashamed because the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy ghost which is given unto us okay so the holy spirit gives us this love we don't have it but we know where to find it where it is from god mm-hmm. you see um we are talking about lack of good leadership this is also another rare commodity is love the big problem of this world is lack of love can you imagine if we had enough love in this world there will be a big difference because we people will share what they have will teaching and empowering people instead of oppressing and exploiting it's love so if we as leaders we have this love from god our leadership will be so different so leadership by love by sacrifice another text first thessalonians let me verify that uh chapter 4 and verse 9 verse 9 okay let's read that but concerning brotherly love you have no need that i should write to you 
for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Yeah. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 9. Verse 9. You see, the Holy Spirit pours down His love in our heart. And then God Himself is our teacher to love. So the Holy Spirit is there, and God will, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit will teach us how to love. The greatest teacher teaches us how to love. So love is the key. So to be a good leader, we must pray. Say, Lord, give me enough love. Oh, Holy Spirit, just pour down that love. You see, I've seen in my uh, humble experience that if you really love the team, they will respond to that. And they know if you love them or not. They are like children in the home. Children, they know if parents love them. And uh, for parents, this is just a, in passing, just an advice. You may make other mistakes, but don't ever make this mistake of not loving children. Love them. We must love our team. And we need to ask God to help us to love. And we have unlimited resource of love through Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. So we kneel down, ask God to love. And if we have this abundance of love you in a team, people will see that and they will respond positively to this love. Then sacrifice. Slash uh, sacrifice. Okay. I have taken a text here. Um... Okay, by love, we can, uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 24. Okay, let's study this. Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. Sacrifice. Can you read it? Okay, if you found it, just read. But none... But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my cause with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Thank you so much. So, Paul here is following Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ, he came and died for us, right? And Paul followed the example of Jesus Christ because just go back again go to first first Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 okay first Corinthians verse uh, first Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 can you read be ye followers of me even as I also am a follower of Christ. Okay. So, uh, in another ver uh, version, he said, Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. 
So, Christ was the model. And Paul followed the example of Christ. And one of the examples followed by, followed by uh, Paul is self-sacrifice. You go back to Acts now, chapter 20 and verse 24. You know the context here. Let's study a bit this passage. Verse, from verse 17, uh, you know that uh, Paul met with the church elders. Verse 17, from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, I said to them, You know, from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was helpful but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from the house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greek repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 22, And see now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing that the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saving that chain and tribulation await me. But none of these things move myself. So there will be a problem. The Holy Spirit asked him to go to Jerusalem. And he knew for a fact that if you go, if he goes to Jerusalem, you will be persecuted. You will have a big problem there. And uh, you know that before he had already a problem in Jerusalem. So uh, the, the most sensible thing to do is not to go back to Jerusalem because these people are waiting for him. And maybe the persecution will be even more severe than the first one. And the elders tried to stop him. He said, don't go there. But he said, but none of these things move me nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race. That is the spirit of sacrifice of a leader. No problem. Yes. That, yes. that is the sacrifice of, of a leader. Does not count his life dear. Not that he was careless. He was pushed by, he was led by the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit guides us, then the most important is not our life, but what, what God wants us to do. We just need to know that this is what God wants us to do. He, as long as it is God's will, then we need to go, even if it is risky. That is the point here. And that is the importance of line number one. That is spirituality, right? Because you know the voice of God. God wants you to do this. And then you must follow that. Sacrifice. Sacrifice to do God's will. 
and also sacrifice for our team. And this is uh, a sign of good leadership. We as, as leaders, we must sacrifice for our team. We should not be always looking for our, our interests. We actually never. In fact, we should give them more than we have. That is sacrifice. And let them say, oh no, you need to have that also. It is not working. Me first. If, if there is something that we, we need to have, it will be better for the team to claim for you. He said, you too, we need to have that. Uh, instead of us uh, claiming I'm a leader, I'm entitled to this, I demand this, I demand this, then that is a sign of bad leadership. Jesus Christ gave the example. Himself, when you came here, he emptied himself. That is in uh, um, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, emptied himself. And he did not claim anything. Uh, We need to emulate that. Self-sacrificing leadership. Love. Leadership by sacrifice. Leadership by love. And God can give us that kind of love. Is it clear so far? It is required and God is ready to supply us from that need. In my experience, I I don't claim to be perfect. But this is what I'm trying to do. Always showing love to uh, the followers, to the team. That does not mean that you you don't discipline. Uh, You can also apply tough love. That is also a sign of love. But even if you discipline, even if you correct, they know that you do it out of love. Not out of like the wickedness or insensible spirit, but out of love. And they will love you for that. Even for uh, rebuking or just uh, discipline. But the general mode is this sacrifice, love. Love for our followers. Okay, do you have a question so far? Or shall we, let's continue and then if you have a question, just jot down and... uh, I will give you ample time toward the end and ample time also to pray because I believe that the God spirituality that we say we leadership by prayer as well. So we, we need that love, sacrifice. Uh, now let's talk about building a team. That also is this one, unity. As a leader, you must champion unity. You must be, that must be your goal to have a united team. If you are not the top leader, you must be a a team player. You must be known to be a team player. Your presence is there to build unity, but not to divide. Some people 
Wherever they go, they divide. They bring conflict. It is almost like uh, they cannot thrive, they cannot live without creating conflict. Don't be that kind of a person. It should be the opposite. We should be peacemaker, according to Jesus Christ. So, if you are not the leader, you are part of the team, ask God to help you to be a very good team player. That means you promote unity. And reconciliation, if there is a problem, you should be known to be a peacemaker, not a peace destroyer. We, we, we need to have that kind of thing. We need, and with the love of Christ uh, in our hearts, by his grace, we can promote love. So if you are one of the team members, promote unity. How we are going to do that? Do you have, how do you promote? Let's have some uh, contribution here. How do you, uh, how do you do, what do you do to be a good team player? What are the things that you need to do? And what are the things that you, you avoid to do to be a good team player? Yes? I think seeing the gifts in others, recognizing mm. the gifts of others. Yes, that is good. Do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Recognizing the gifts of, of our team members, yes. What else? I saw you. Yeah, I think also about uh, putting the team first uh, of, instead of your own interests. Definitely, definitely. Yes, if uh, you are known to be a selfish team, team member, that will, uh, that will create a challenge. Yes? Something else? I think if there's a conflict or something, uh, talk it out with the pe person that's involved in a respectful way instead of um, talking behind people's back or spreading like bad feelings. Excellent. Excellent. To have an open communication and follow um, Matthew chapter 18 instead of uh, spreading rumors and gossip, slandering, and just talk humbly to the individual and try to understand what is going on and be reconciled. And also if there are people who are in conflict, you try to help them as well to be together instead of even dividing them even more. Okay, so now, uh, what are the things, uh, what else, what else to build a team? You are a team player. You are not the leader yet, but you are one of the team. Maybe uh, you are responsible of the section or what do you need to do? And what are the things that we need to avoid? We have already uh, talked about one or two. Do you have something else to say? Yes? Don't look for the least amount that you have to do, but do mm. more than you have to. I ah, mean, that's great. That means you, you are not uh, trying to uh, to dodge responsibilities and put put it on other people, but instead you do even more than it is required. Okay, that is excellent. Okay, what else? Yes. Good communication also when it comes to planning that you 
share your thoughts and not do your own stuff and um, just mm. present your plan and it is fixed already and no one can take part in it? Not, mm. not be a loner. Mm. Uh, well, uh, things like, uh, some people are like that. They, they only have their own things. So uh, we need to share our ideas and also get some ideas. This is the best way also to build a team. Get advice. He said, I have this, uh, I have this plan. Uh, what do you think of this? Mm. Can you contribute? Can you critique this? That built a lot of good spirit. If you value the input of other people, because that means you love them, you respect them, and they will also respond. Yes? I can see that uh, Jan wants to say yes. Go ahead. Yes, and I want to give another, uh, another point. Um, there's this uh, rhyme that goes, the family that prays together stays together. Mm -hmm. And I think the same is valid for whatever team or task force you have. Definitely. Praying together. Doing, uh, doing things together. So let's value the team spirit. Unity. United we stand. Divided we fall. Yes? Don't put out faults unnecessarily. For example, somebody comes five minutes later or something like this. Hmm. Yes. Some people, they, they start always to find fault. Let us help one another. If someone has this uh, kind of weakness and all that, let, help him. Instead of putting him down or putting her down, just let's help each other. And one thing is communication. Uh, having the communication to flow. Uh, one of the worst things that can break a team is lack of communication. Uh, people guess, well, what does he think? Uh, we have never heard that. It is only now that we talk about that. Uh, when the things are already moving, oh, you find out some surprise. Uh, try to avoid surprise. Mm -hmm. Always open communication. Share information and get input from other people. Okay, now, as a leader, how do you unite a team? Okay, input. Now you are the leader. Uh, so far, we are talking about being part of the team. Of course, as a leader, you are also a part of the team. But now you lead the team. The most important thing is uh, set, set the clear expectations. Mm -hmm. Clear expectation. Uh, it should be clear. People should know what is expected. Okay, yes? I think, um, like you talked about yesterday and also was mentioned now, that um, the process is done together, that there's not just coming something from above, uh, but that, that it can be developed or, or have input um, from the team uh, to make ownership uh, of it, and then they will also do it more than if someone just tells them to. Yes. Get the input from other people. Getting input. Uh, create an atmosphere of openness uh, so that people can voice their opinion and can contribute freely. That can build 
a strong team. Okay? Yes? LG White writes, uh, success in any line demands a definite aim. Mm -hmm. So if you have the same goal, you strive for the same thing, that's unity. Mm -hmm. I mean, that creates unity. Align the goal. Uh, that means we, we need to make sure that uh, everybody goes to the same direction goes to the same direction. In our division, we have what we call Leadership Summit. Every year, we, we have this meeting. Uh, it is actually in February. Every February, we, we, spend, we spend about a, a week, a little bit less than a week, five days. We invite all the officers and their spouses, and there are many, there are many offices of uh, the conferences and fields, and we have unions and also institutions and the departmental directors at the division. So we, we have more than 200 people, uh, and we bring them together, bring them together for five days to pray together, to plan together, and uh, just to just to, and also to learn. Uh, we have three, three goals. One is uh, spiritual development, spiritual development, and uh, number one is to be empowered and also uh, fellowship and planning. So, we, you want to say something? Yes. Question. Uh, just let me finish okay. this thought. Now, we, we are saying that we need to align. This is important. The danger is that uh, the team is not aligned. This one wants to go this way. This one wants to go this way. This one wants to go this way. That's why we need time to discuss, to agree first. Where are we going? Are we going to Oslo? <laughs> or are we going to give you another city? <laughs> yes, so we need to decide first. Not let's go, let's go, and then where? No, let's go. This, let's go. We need to sit down first to know uh, where are we going to. So, once we agree, once we agree, we need to follow that. But it is not just once and for all, that's why we have our meetings every year. Because when we go, we have junctions, we have crossroads. So people may say, oh, no, this is the best way. This is the best way. So we need to sit down as well to say, okay, now we have reached this point. Where are we going? Which way is the best? And that we need to take also as a team. So this uh, meeting of the team on a regular basis to have input so that we can always align. Alignment is key for a strong team. Uh, so in our division, we agree. Now is the beginning of the conquenium. We agree this is what we want to do. We spend now like uh, uh, maybe eight months just to do the strategic plan. Uh, it is a big machine to run a division of uh, almost like 3.5 million members, baptized members. Mm -hmm. So we have to run this big machine. It takes time. And we want everybody to be on board. 
not just impose. So that requires time. So we, we would rather spend more time now than to spend more time in the middle discussing or arguing what to do. So take time. It is just like a, a, a plane, a aircraft, taxiing, spending a little time and then take off. The same thing with planning. You may spend more time taxiing but agreeing together and then move faster when everybody is in agreement. Then uh, in the middle of, uh, of the road as well, of the trip, we must also to have a, a resting place, sitting down, like uh, having staff meeting. We have what we call, uh, in our division, we have different kinds of this. We have general staff meeting. We have elected staff meeting. And then we have leadership summit, just to put together the team. So in your, maybe in your situation, we may have a small, uh, small staff. That does not mean that we don't need to spend time together. Even if you are a staff of two or three, take time. Take time to share ideas and agree agreement. That is your role as a as a leader. Okay, normally I should not take questions, but let me make an exception. Um, uh, I wanted the question at the end, but sorry, let's see. Well, I was just wondering, uh, what about if everyone just doesn't want to go in the same way <coughs> as that? They need to drop off. You are the rest of the seat. Okay, that is a uh, that may happen. That means there is something wrong, <laughs> something wrong. And then, as a leader, what do you need to do? We go to line number one, the foundation. What is it? First, pray. Okay, just to pray and examine yourself. You as a leader, maybe, and let's humble ourselves. Maybe we are the cause of this. Uh, we need to pray, and God will show us if there's a problem with me uh, that I need to need to correct, need to God to help me. That is first. So prayer is important, and you can pray also for every member. Uh, you pray for them, intercede for them, and then you can talk uh, individually. Individually, maybe you don't need to put them in a in a group first, but have a personal contact, maybe personal talk, uh, one by one, trying to understand what is going on and get the input. And in my experience, that will help a lot. Yes, Jan. Um, there's some scripture that I was just reminded of, and that's in Amos th uh, chapter three, verse three. Yes. Can two walk together together unless they are agreed? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I mean, when all the process that you try to to go through in order to align the goal, when it does not work, it's sometimes better to drop out, and that you know persons. Mm -hmm people go their way I mean and because one of the most one of the worst things that you can do in life is acting against your convictions so not following your what you're convinced of and when you're doing that something is terribly wrong yeah I think. that's true so but before reaching that level you try your very best 
prayer, talking to every one of them, spending time. The key, the key leaders, if it is a big, a big uh, company or big organization, but if it is small, just take time. You know, relationship requires time. This is some, there's no shortcut on this. If you really want to have good relationship, just be ready to spend time. And the same thing with uh, husband and wife. Those who are married, then you know that. If you want to have a good marriage, don't sacrifice time. You need to spend time with your spouse. Uh, there's no shortcut. And the same thing as well with the team. We need to spend time to agree. And then you can go faster. Once everybody's on board, you can go faster. Sometimes people are not yet on board. We go already. We, want, we hope that uh, everything will be fine as we go. But we need to spend that enough time. And this also, it is not just to spend time once and then everything will be fine. Along the way, we still need also to uh, uh, iron out something or there is a conflict that you need to address. Um, that is the role of the leader. Anyway, uh, but the triangle is unity. Unity of hearts, unity of plans, and unity of head. So I, I say this, the three H. Uh, heart, head, and hand. The heart is the love among ourselves. Uh, and then the head is somehow the plan, the thinking. And the head, the, 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 the hand is the work. We need to be united. And God will help us to, to be united. But as a team, as a leader of the team, this is your priority. We must unite the team. To be a good leader, you must unite the people. It is unfortunate to see sometimes an organization where the leaders are divided. It is so unfortunate. Uh, you, you go to a meeting in an organization and you could see that the leaders are not united. And you know already that that organization will go for a disaster. Uh, it's just a matter of time. So unite. Unite. Unity is a must. And we as Christian leaders, we have this advantage of the intervention of God. You remember uh, yesterday I mentioned, I mentioned the case of uh, Jacob. I would like to give you actually an assignment. Go and study and apply this as a resolution, conflict resolution model. How Jacob and Esau, the conflict between, between them was resolved. And you can use that. In my, myself, I'm studying it now. I, I like to read it. Read the Bible and then read the sp spirit of prophecy. But uh, let me just give you a little summary of what I've discovered. You will discover more. You know, the conflict between, uh, between Esau and Jacob was huge. Do you agree with me? Mm -hmm. It was huge. So much so that Jacob had to run away. Otherwise, Esau would have killed him. 
This is not a simple matter. For a brother to kill another brother, it was hard. And it has taken them like 20 years. And still, after 20 years, Esau would not let go. Can you think of that? Instead, instead, he formed an army of how many? 400, right? That is big, just to kill a family. <laughs> so they were ready for business. They actually, Esau wanted to kill everybody. He did not want to uh, even to give Jacob a chance. So after 20 years, then instead of maybe himself or a few individuals, an army just to exterminate Jacob. And Jacob was not ready for that. He didn't have an army. Uh, he had instead children and uh, uh, ladies, very weak uh, in, uh, in fighting. Himself, he was not a soldier. So there was a mismatch here. Children, and uh, I don't know, maybe the, 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 his sons were there to fight, but they were no match, even though they were so terrible. Some of them were rough, but uh, they have not reached that level yet. You see, they were not grown up yet. There were many of them were still children during that time. Um, maybe if you, I, I like doing this thing. You may even find out the age, the age of these uh, children during that time. But remember, the total amount of time was just 20, 20 years. Mm -hmm. So maybe the, the biggest may, might be like few one or two teenagers there. But most of them, they were just children. So children and the wives, so and himself, and servants, that's all, against Esau. Esau alone was a rough guy. <laughs> He could have killed so many, him alone. Mm. Then he did not want to take a chance. He brought an army with him just to do the job thoroughly. So it was a great conflict. Humanly speaking, Jacob was done. There was no chance for him. But remember, our extremity is God's opportunity. And Jacob understood that. And in leadership, there is no such thing as final extremity for us. Because our extremity is God's opportunity to interfere. So Jacob, what did, he did everything possible first, humanly speaking. And this is the, the, uh, the first principle, is that you do what you can. Uh, Klaus just mentioned that this morning when he talked about being an entrepreneur. We need to do our very best. So he organized. He organized his family. He did everything. And then he even sent uh, someone uh, ahead to talk to Esau, mm -hmm. right, to bring this gift, just to pacify him. So Jacob did everything he could, organizing his team and then sending sending someone to pacify himself. We did everything. You know, prayer is not a substitute for things that we can do. Actually, Ellen White said that we need to work for our prayers to be answered. So, 
prayer and work, they go together. So he did everything. But he knew that it is not enough. And in fact, the report came back. He said, oh, no, Esau was not moved by the jester. Instead, he comes with an army. <laughs> then Jacob said, no, now it is finished for us. And what did he do? He decided to do what? Yes. Yes, he went. Yes, he went to, uh, to this solitary place and wrestled with the Lord. And you know, in leadership, many times, you are drawn to your knees because time will come that you don't even know what to do. Maybe the resources are just not enough. Um, problems are there. Challenges are there. And that is our experience. That is our Jacob experience. And we should not be discouraged by that. Yes, uh, can have some fear. Uh, we cannot uh, guarantee that there will be no fear. But God said, fear not. Now, Jacob did the ultimate thing. Spend time with God that whole night. All night praying. You know, this all night praying is so powerful. As a leader, study the life of Jesus. The prayer life of Jesus. Have you studied the prayer life of Jesus? I spend a lot of time studying the prayer life of Jesus. And I see a pattern there. Definitely every morning you spend time with the Lord while it was still dark. That early morning prayer is so important. We talked about this yesterday, but I just want to repeat. This is important. That is the time when you process many things with the Lord. And that is the time also for you to receive the instruction from the leader, the top leader, God himself. And if we don't have time to do this, then we will never be a great leader, a good leader in any organization, spiritual organization. So, spending time with the Lord in the morning. Then, on top of that, every time there was a, a big, either it is a challenge or a project with Jesus Christ. Can you give me a few? Every time he spent the night with the Lord, yes. When he chose the twelve, yes, he chose the 12? yes. Just before ordaining them, he went there on top of the mountain and prayed all night. And there were only twelve, <laughs> but he spent that night for them. So to be a good leader, we need to follow Jesus Christ. You can try to imagine how. How Jesus Christ spent that night. I think that they, he prayed for them one by one. Not just in general. Maybe in detail. Start with Peter. And then go through the disciples. Maybe spend a lot of time uh, when he prayed for Judas. 
<laughs> because he was also one of the twelve. So pray, prayed for them. But all night, and then he came down, praying all night. Another case. Before he was yes. crucified? Before crucifixion, he spent time as well. Yes. There's another. You remember when um, the crowd wanted him to mm. be a king, right? Mm. That was a challenge because it was a temptation, definitely. He came to save, to, to lead, but it was against the plan of God for him to be a king or to deliver the children of Israel from the Romans yoke. So he, he prayed also all night. So every day and then on a tough thing you, the, the morning is not enough. You need the whole night to pray for. Like Jacob. This is demanding. This is the high level of leadership. God's leadership. In the church leadership. Yes. Uh, whenever this topic has come up, there has always been this question about the health message and how to bring it into balance because you know obviously there are other health principles and sleep is very important mm -hmm. so I wonder what you have to say about this I mean mm -hmm. I totally agree with these things I yes. just wonder um, whether you can give some some hints on how to deal with this dilemma seeming yes you know uh, God does not contradict himself right right Uh, he would not give a health message and then give an example to pray all night because Jesus is our uh, example and uh, his prayer uh, I don't have the statement here but even his prayer life we actually have it uh, take this it is uh, that I may know him page 34 paragraph 5 Uh, Ellen G. White said here we must look to Christ we must resist as he resisted we must pray as he prayed we must agonize as he agonized if we would conquer as he conquered mm -hmm. so uh, have you noticed you must pray as he prayed so the prayer life of Jesus is our example. We cannot make an exception there. He said, well, follow Jesus Christ except his prayer life. His, and Sister White insists on that. We must pray as he prayed. So how are we going to reconcile this with health message? With fasting, for example. We talked about fasting this morning and also yesterday. And Jesus Christ said, when you fast, Jesus did not say, if you fast. That means if it is if, it is optional. But when, and he put that also, when you pray, when you fast, when you help those who are in need, when, when, when. That means it is expected when you pray, when you fast. So we must pray as you prayed. 
So how we are going to reconcile this? This is an excellent question. And I wrestle with this, actually. As you can see, I value health message. I value this a lot. I'm trying my best. Uh, and I can see the Lord is blessing uh, because I am now, uh, I'm in my age. <laughs> Maybe may know many of you, um, when I look around, Maybe half of my age, but I this morning I could do my wife and I could do the things that uh, uh, the young people did. They made us do things, a lot of things this morning, <laughs> a lot of movement and flexibility and all of this. So when he came back from the exercise, he said, uh, "My wife, this is amazing." We can do all these things. <laughs> because, of course, me, as we are running, um, I like running marathons and so on. So health message, I really believe in this health message. And I don't Praise want God. to compromise on it. Because I believe that this is what God has given us. It is through vision. It is not just imagined or things like that. It is through vision and uh, we receive, and this is our gift. And uh, actually, we are vindicated. The world, when you go to, when you fly now, in the past, to have a special meal was almost like people look at you, you said, Oh, what is this special meal that he is asking? Right now, in many uh, airlines, so many people are asking for vegetarian. It is almost like now the second choice. So the world is actually vindicating this thing. And many magazines and so on. So health message. Of course, we are not uh, advocating uh, sa uh, saving salvation by health message. Uh, it is a gift that we need to, give, need to get for our own good, for our own health. But we, we are not preaching that uh, if we don't do this, you will be, will be lost. That is going too far. But we, it is a gift from God. It's a gift from God, and we as a people, we need to do it. And uh, you see the result by the grace of God. So now, how we are going to reconcile this? We believe in the health message, but also believe in prayer. How we are going to do this? Lack of sleep. For the morning, we have already solved it yesterday, right? You... You sleep early, right? And you ask God to wake you up. And you believe that it's God who God wakes you up and gives you the amount of sleep that you need. That is part of your prayer as well. And you pray. For that one, uh, we, we know. But what happens to the all-night prayer? How we are going to do this? Are we supposed to do this for only Jesus? But we know already that Jacob did it. Uh, Je Jacob was not Jesus. And Ellen G. White talks about that he did well. Jacob did well in doing this. And by the way, he uh, Ellen G. White also prayed all night. Have you read that? Yes. Uh, Ellen G. White prayed all night. When she was young, there was a statement that uh, uh, 
she was reaching out uh, people and uh, they prayed. Um, so how we are going to reconcile this? This is, uh, I have been studying this actually to confess. I say because uh, I, I don't want to violate the law of health because Sister White said that uh, the law of health is the same as the, the, the law of God because it is written in our body. So we don't want to violate that. So this is what I've discovered, I mean, after studying. Um, when it comes to praying, okay, this is not partying or working, uh, but when it comes to talking to God, first of all, you need to be guided by God when and uh, how much time. That's why God brought Moses on top of Mount, the mountain. And he did something for 40 days. He did not drink even water. Or eat. That requires God's uh, supernatural intervention. God, that requires a miracle. A miracle from above. Because there's no way that you can survive without water, without food for 40 days. So that means you can only do this if you know the mind of God. If you are so close to God, so that you know what to do. How much time you are going to spend in prayer and fasting. So, the answer is within our relationship with the Lord. That is one. Secondly, when it comes to prayer, God actually linked to this first one. God, God intervenes in a, in a mighty way. And uh, normally I don't share this. Um, because I don't, uh, it's a very intimate and uh, personal that uh, to God be the glory, I am practicing this. I like when there is something special, I like to follow the example of Jesus, praying all night. One thing I did <coughs> when I was actually a young pastor, a young pastor, and I said, uh, that was a long time ago. I said, Lord, I really want to serve you. And I realized that if my family is not totally committed to this, I will never be satisfied or reach the potential that God wants. So I was <coughs> urged, I was convinced that I need to pray for this. So we lived in a <coughs> compound, pine trees, and um, it's a big compound for the, where the union and the uh, school. So I decided to spend all night praying for this. Went about 9 o'clock, and I finished around 5 o'clock in the morning. <coughs> said they prayed. said, Lord, this is what I want. 
I dedicate my life to you. I was, uh, I was in my late, late twenties then. And I prayed that Lord, I want my entire family to be totally dedicated to the work of the Lord. That was my wrestling. And you know, 30 years, almost 30 years after that, I could see God has answered that prayer. God has answered that prayer. The children are totally committed to the Lord, doing God's work. So now, uh, there are some other uh, occasions as well, but that is just an example. I'm still reaping the result of this, even now. But, and uh, I am here, I'm still following health message. So, uh, first, it's only you who can tell when you should do this based on your relationship with the Lord. Like Jesus Christ, before, before he started his ministry, he went to the desert. What did he do? He fasted for 40 days. So this is us only. Just God and us will tell us when and how much time we need to pray and uh, how much time we need to fast, God will tell us. And we need to be sincere about this. And this requires a deep relationship with the Lord. To begin with, you can begin with what you can, right? For example, this early morning, God, even Sister White uh, talks about we need to wake up with the bird. And Jesus Christ also gives the example of being awakened by his father. So start with the early morning. Go to bed early and start early morning. If you can have enough time in the morning. That will be a big progress. Sister White talks about one hour. It will be good to have one hour, spending one hour talking, uh, meditating upon the life of Christ, and especially the last part of the life of Christ. And you can increase this to two hours as it is needed. This uh, relationship with God it is really, there is no fixed rules. You have to spend this amount of time. It is just a, a relationship with someone. You may spend more time today, um, tomorrow a little bit less, another more time. So this is a relationship. God is a person. He is a living God. So this relationship. And now for this uh, all night prayer. People ask her, how do you spend a whole night praying? What do you say actually? I reflected over this. 
our time is running. Let me summarize this. Uh, respect, uh, I reflected over this. And uh, the answer is in analyzing the relationship between two people in love. Do you see time for those of you you have quoted and uh, you are married now? Remember the time that you spend? Time is no longer in essence. Actually, if you are in love, time will never <coughs> be enough to talk. It's only duty that cut is, oh, I must go now, I'm sorry. <laughs> you still have a lot of things to talk about. But you have to, to, to be responsible as well. Oh, I must leave now. And, this, uh, and it's not only about two people in love, husband and wife or girlfriend, boyfriend. But I remember my experience with my father who died uh, 20, will be 23 years from now. When he was alive, I was already a pastor. And uh, I, uh, I made a point to visit him. But not very often. But uh, uh, when I say not often, it is not every month. Uh, but maybe once a year or twice. Every time we meet. The first night, we spend a lot of time talking, catching up. Talking up to 2 o'clock in the morning. And finally said, oh... Let's sleep now. We'll be tired tomorrow. But no, there's no thing, such thing like, oh, what are you going to talk about now? Think about it. No, one after another, one after another, one after another. Oh, let's stop now. This is the way when we are close to the Lord. We have a lot to talk about. A lot. And time, before you know it, before you know it, it is over. But if our minds, and the idea is, we have to saturate our minds with the word of God. And then we, we have to ask God to be passionate about his work. If you have the Bible in your hearts, and if you have this passion to win souls, trust me, time will not be enough for you and God to talk about. You have a lot to, in common to talk about. You will talk about his word and you will talk about his work. Many things. Uh, and later on, I also practice the all night. It's, there's no pattern for this. Like for Jesus. He only did it when it was really necessary. Have you noticed through his life what was recorded is like three times, three or four times. Uh, maybe he did more, but it was recorded three times, three and a half years. So this is something that it's not like you do on a regular basis. Uh, some people so every every more every month they must uh, pray all night. It's not necessary uh, doing like that. If the Lord asks you to do that. But you have to be convinced that this is what God wants to do. But 
the rule is that if you have really a challenge, like the challenge of Jacob, that is a sign that maybe you need to wrestle with the Lord. Uh, and it may happen once a year. It may happen every, maybe once in two years or maybe twice a year. There's no pattern for this. It is according to the need and according to the conviction that the Lord gives you. So that way, you are no longer violating the law of health because you receive from the Lord uh, what you need to do. So during the time when you don't sleep, you are not violating the law of health. The one who asks you, ask you to do it is the owner of your body. He knows how to mend the body. He knows how to reduce the need. That way, you are assured that you are not fanatical about this thing. You are not exaggerating. You believe is asking you to do it. And you do it. And you don't impose that on people. You don't, uh, the danger is that, okay, let's have an uh, online prayer. Uh, you impose that on people. No, it should not be that way. Those who only feel that God is asking them to do that. But you encourage everybody to pray more. And more may be different. Your more might be different than my more. You got the point. So this is about relationship. And also according to the needs. All right. Let me go quickly. Is that uh, I tried? Yeah, that was extensive. Thank you. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, fine. So now the last line, the last line. Of, uh, of the triangle. Go back to the triangle. Mm -hmm. What is this? Performance and result. You see, uh, this is my book. Question service. Is it under the pad? It's under the iPad. Yeah, here. It is work. Leadership by work. We talk about leadership by spirituality, leadership by love, and leadership by work and result. If you want to be a, a good leader, you must be also result-oriented. You must perform. And you must be known to be the most hard-working guy or lady in that. You must lead by example in the work as well. Um, I can expand this, but let me just summarize. Paul, for example, uh, he was a top leader. And in that text, Acts chapter 20, you can see uh, he was talking about, about work. Uh, Chapter 20, one is, let's read that. Therefore, I did not yourself, okay. He said, uh, verse 34, so, or 33, Which book Acts chapter 20, Acts. Acts chapter 20, verse 33 and 34. 
said, I have coveted no one silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourself know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for both those who were with me. And then in other text, uh, he even said, if uh, those who do not work, they should not eat. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was tough on lazy people. <laughs> so, uh, it is work. You can also lead by work, <coughs> by performance. This is the triangle. And Jesus Christ, uh, in this book, uh, Christian Service, I believe all of you, you have this, either soft copy or hard copy. I love this book. Uh, hmm? Me too. Yes, I love this book. Um, Christian Service, I have uh, actually worn out few of these. <laughs> uh, yeah. It said here uh, on page page 238 it said uh, throughout his life on earth that is Jesus. Jesus was an earnest and constant worker. He expected much therefore he attempted much. That means he was intense when it comes to work. And that's true. <laughs> he, he was not lazy at all. And then, uh, here, in another page, on page 232. I like this. Um, the Savior was an untiring worker. He did not measure his work by hours. His time, his heart, his strength were given to labor for the benefit of humanity. Entire days were devoted to labor and entire nights were spent in prayer that he might be braced to meet the willy foe in all his deceptive working and fortified to do his work of uplifting and restoring humanity. The man, that means us, who loves God does not measure his work by the eight-hour system. He works at all hours and is never off duty. As he has opportunity, he does good. Everywhere, at all times, and in all places, he finds opportunity to work for, go for God. He carries fragrance with him wherever, wherever he goes. Uh, of course, we need to put this together with the last part on uh, the same book, 249, Rest and Reflection. We need to concile, uh, reconcile the two. What is the idea here? We must work. We must get results. A leader must be known to be a hard-working person. And he gets things done. He is organized. He is an example. He is not to, to be known as a, a kind of a lazy person who dodge all responsibilities and he just takes what is simple. And then he relax, relaxes a lot. There is no such thing as a, as a lazy leader. So we need to walk hard. 
But we need also to keep the balance. That is the that requires wisdom from above. How we do it? All of us, uh, uh, all leaders are busy. I have never seen a leader uh, who had a lot of time to spare. Said, "Oh, I'm relaxing. There are a lot of things to do." <laughs> a leader, he has a lot to do, more than he can. So he has to push, 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 and give a, give an example. Oh, but he needs to find time to rest, sleep. He needs to be systematic on that one, and also uh, create some window of time to relax. Uh, we need to be creative on this one. We need to take vacation. Maybe you, if you can take a month, you can. But if you can't, at least take some, maybe two weeks or things. Just be uh, on vacation. Just to disconnect. To renew your strength. And in the middle, in the middle, you also need to create some time. Maybe half a day. Just to disconnect half a day and do something uh, else, uh, just relax and then move again. Be creative in finding, use also your leadership skill in finding time to relax. <laughs> so uh, that is a good leader. You must be balanced. But the default mode is that you work hard and then you know also when to stop. One to stop and one to relax. And of course the the exercise part. The exercise part is a way to relax as well. We need to love exercise. <laughs> exercise is important. If you don't find time to exercise, you will be compelled to find time to spend in the hospital. <laughs> Even if you don't want to. So it's better to find time to exercise or do some physical uh, activities just to the body must move must move uh, that also there are still many things to talk about but I think our time is up so let me just say summarize it and then we have some questions and then we pray this is a big topic and what I did in those two sessions just Maybe stimulate your minds. I have not covered everything, but I just selected the essential that I, I tried to apply in my life. And I hope that you, it will be helpful for you too. Remember the triangle? Spirituality, God is the key for us. We need to know God. We need to follow Him. And then... We need to love people, unite, and we need to do God's work because we are, we are leading God's work. We must finish the work, and we apply this in the mission of the church. We must, we must push hard, follow the example of Jesus. The real rest is in heaven. We just need to have break here, but we will rest in heaven. Uh, you need to have the break to carry on. 
you cannot just work, work, work without taking some uh, kind of rest and leave because that also will help us to do even more when we rest and when we find time, find time to recharge the battery so that we can go again. Questions? Yes. I have a question. Um, since uh, it's very important to uh, know how to delegate matters, I would like to ask you, how uh, do you go about to actually make people enthusiastic about a project and actually make them do what you ask them to do? Excellent, Excellent question, yes. Excellent questions. Yeah, that is one of the things that we did not cover, but I'm glad you, you are bringing it up. Um, it is about this unity. Unity of purpose. So you spend time for the team to understand not only what, but why. Why we are doing all of this. And once you delegate with that kind of a spirit, most likely they will be enthusiastic as well because they have won already the project. It is not your project. It is also their project. And that requires some time to reach that level. And by the way, the same thing with family. With family, uh, make sure that your family, your children, your spouse, they will embrace also the, what you are doing. That way, there will be no conflict. Because it is not your project, it is the project of the entire family. The same thing with the team. Yeah, next. Question? Yes. What happens if you are enthusiastic and uh, have a vision, but uh, it, and then it ends up being uh, embraced from the team and you follow all the sequence of uh, elements there, the love, the performance, but uh, it ends up not reflecting the principles of the Bible and spiritual prophecy? Can this happen? As a leader, you will make sure that uh, it is according to the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. You don't even go there if it is not biblical, if it is not according to the spirit of prophecy. Uh, that is a, something that we can't do. It is a matter of principle now, and that we don't want to, or don't want to do. So uh, the first thing to do is to make sure that it is according to the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. Last, last question. Yes. Yes, I have a comment first and then a question. Yes. Uh, I like what you shared about the uh, answer to this question. And one one thing I think maybe you know, I think anyone has some quotes indicating also that I think even physically you, can, you get strength sometimes when you spend time with God. I think that's an interesting aspect also to this. To this that's uh, true. Mm. This question. And also I think... Um, Sometimes you know if you would you know if you skip if you get a little sleep one time or you know skip one meal or one day you know the body doesn't really it's not really negative for the body if it happens you know just one time or sometimes even good you know um, so yeah it's just um, another thank you mm. but the question I was wondering um, do you have some ideas or thoughts of how to or how would you to implement like prayer, for instance, in, in a planning, in a team, in a, in a board, in, a, in, in leadership, different settings of leadership, working with different people and executive committees and things like this. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, that also is a very good question. First of all, we need to sell the idea to the team. Uh, 
first they need to know, they need to believe that it is needed. And then uh, you can even in, uh, involve them in the planning. Mm. Said first of all, we need to convince the team by the grace of God that we need to pray more as a team. Once you reach that level, he said, okay, now how we are going to do this? And then you can uh, guide the process uh, of doing this. Like uh, in our division, we have decided actually as a committee that in our, all our meetings, we need to do what we call a Paphras moment, spending like executive committee in the morning after, after the devotion, we have prayer time, like 30 to 45 minutes praying and it is it's the executive committee of the division uh, we have planned this together and we we are enjoying it okay our time is up <laughs> I'm sorry that uh, uh, we couldn't what well, do you want to add five more minutes well let's stop here uh, but we need to pray what I want to do I uh, want you to urge to read more on this topic uh, I think that has been my goal. I know that uh, this is a vast one. There's no way we can finish it in two sessions. But you can read more the Bible and the spirit of prophecy and some of the books uh, that uh, are there. Uh, some of them you cannot take everything. You have to apply judgment and discernment. But there are some good ideas that you can take as well. But the Bible and the Spirit of Prophecy. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.